Hey everybody, this is a new series of episodes here at Keep Talking that I'm calling Sensitive Subjects. I wanted to do this because we live in a time where we are often afraid to speak our minds on certain issues, but I think it's important to do so. Now, in these episodes, I'll be expressing my opinion on the subject at hand, and my opinions don't necessarily reflect the opinion of Keep Talking as an organization. I'm not an expert on most of these subjects, but I am doing enough basic research before recording to have gained enough knowledge about the topic to have an opinion that I think is worth sharing. All right, I hope you enjoy. Well, hey everybody, in this episode, I'm talking about cheating in relationships. And this is one that, you know, among the sensitive subjects episodes we could talk about, this is one that definitely hits home with a lot of people, right? I mean, you know, I'll get into the percentages here in a minute, but I would say probably that most of us at some point in our lives either have, have we've experienced cheating in some way, shape, or form. We've either been cheated on, maybe we have cheated. It's, you know, this is a big one. This is a big one. Once you've been in a few relationships, (laughs) you've probably had some experience with this. And this is one of those topics, too, that, like, you know, people will look for justifications. They'll talk about justifications, whether it's, you know, oh, well, you know, it was the other person's fault to falling out of love to, you know, well, actually, technically, you know, maybe monogamy isn't meant for us, you know, as human beings or whatever. Like, there's all of these these reasons uh, that can be given for why, you know, it might be justified in certain situations or whatever. And um, I, you know, on topics like this, I, I generally consider myself to be fairly like open-minded and I'm not just going to say that like someone who did a certain thing is just a, a bad person, you know, like, oh, well, he or she cheated. That means he or she is just bad, a terrible person. And that's it. Mm, done. Um, I, you know, I tend to be kind of open-minded and don't look at it that way necessarily. However, I will take a stance you know, some of these sensitive subjects episodes, I, I don't really take like an exact stance. Some of them I do. In this one, I'm taking a stance and I'm going to say that that cheating in any form of a committed relationship is wrong and I'm not going to do it. I'm never going to do it. I'm not going to do it and I never have done it. I have never cheated on anyone. Um, and now I haven't been in that many, you know, relationships before, um, but I have never done it and I'm not going to do it. And I do think it's wrong. And in spite of the fact that I do like to, um, I know some of you are probably listening saying, oh yeah, never say never, huh? No, yeah, yeah, never, yeah. This guy thinks he's never, never, never. We'll see what happens. Here's the deal. You punks that are sitting here right now saying, oh, Sean, yeah, yeah, I don't believe you. You have no idea my capacity for commitment. You have no idea. If you've ever listened to this podcast, you will know now that we've had a podcast episode every day from from the beginning of July 2021 when we started until now, okay? That's like 600 straight days of a podcast episode every day. Why? Because I'm committed to that, just like I'm committed to a lot of other things. When I commit to something, I go all in with it and I don't fuck up, (laughs) all right? And obviously, if I can commit this much to a podcast, I can definitely commit this much to a woman, to a relationship, okay? Commitment is a skill. And, I've, you know, I got episodes where I talk about commitment, not that much as it relates to, you know, relationships, but trust me, you have no idea my level of 
commitment towards anything in life, and especially the most important thing, the most important thing, which is a relationship. Now, I mean, I guess you could debate and say, like, well, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is whether or not your heart keeps beating and blah, blah, blah. All right, whatever. Shut up. You get my point. <laughs> it's the most important commitment that you can make is to that person that you're with. Now, I mean, relationships end. Things happen in life. I mean, sure. Like, I, I don't know, like, what my future holds in terms of relationships. You know, I am as I record this podcast... I'm recording this on on March 1st, 2023. It'll get released probably, uh, what is it going to be like, a late Saturday this month. I'm single, okay? I've been single for almost two years, and I'm, you know, working on, well, I'm technically still single as I record this, all right? Anyway, um, here's the deal. Um, You know, yeah, we don't know what the future holds, but I'm taking that stance. I'm taking a stance saying that I think that that cheating is wrong, and I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to do it as much as you punks out there think that I might at some point. Okay? Now, um, let's get a little bit into the weeds here because if you look at, like, the statistics – you know, for example, just like there's articles, I found these random articles on Google, like from Psychology Today and whatever, like some of the articles say like 20 to 25% of marriages, in 20 to 25% of marriages, someone cheats. One article said that it was, you know, uh, even between men and women. Another article said like 20 to 25% of men do, only 10 to 15% of women do. Um, now, this is just in marriages, okay? I mean, the numbers are higher. I think I saw another stat that says in like all forms of relationships, whether it's just like boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever, um, you know, not necessarily just marriages. It's like 75% of 75% of men at some point will cheat in some relationship and 68% of women will cheat in some way. Um, you know, and the statistics are, yeah, who, who knows, right? And it also kind of depends like, you know, what we consider cheating in certain situations, right? Because even like me, for example, like I said, I've never cheated in a relationship. Um, I, I have, I mean, I, I have been cheated on, although the interesting thing, like if you, you know, I think that most people who know the story, you know, from an, from an objective perspective would say like, yes, you know, you were cheated on. However, the person that that I was in the relationship, um, you know, has some justifications f- to say, you know, why it wasn't cheating. Uh, however, y- you know, and, and I, I don't really agree with her on that. Um, however, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's fine at this point, right? Um, it's fine. And like, you know, I hold like nothing against her, like long term. Uh, you know, I understand like why what happened happened. And, you know, it is what it is, and we move on. And of course, like, you know, anytime a relationship ends, particularly in like a tough way, like the one I'm referring to, there's usually two different sides to the story, right? And her side of the story is a bit different than mine, and that's okay. Like, I've rarely found many relationships between people that end. And both both people are just like, oh, yep, this is exactly what happened and we're totally happy with it. Like usually just as human beings, when conflict comes up, there are different sides to to the story. OK, um, but anyway, you know, I so yes, I mean, I would say I do have experience with this. I have been cheated on, quote unquote. I have never cheated. Um, you know, and I know a lot of you listening to this probably have been cheated on at some point. I know a lot of you listening to this have cheated at some point, maybe both um, anyway. But um, you know, and they see, cause then we get into like, I've, I've talked about, 
I've talked about other um, on other episodes before about things like you know polyamory, right? Um, and I know a few people who have tried this, you know, where essentially you have multiple partners. There's technically a, there's a difference between polyamory and polygamy. And see, the arguments that are made for this is that you know they'll say that like humans are not meant for monogamy, right? It's really funny because if you <laughs> research like when did monogamy start, you know, because the theory is that as human beings we you know, especially like men, we were either polygamous or polyamorous, whatever term you want to use. But we, you know, couldn't just settle for one partner because essentially we had to try to have sex with as many women as possible and keep procreating or whatever. There's theories like that out there, you know. And if you look up like when did monogamy start, it'll say like, well, monogamy is actually kind of a recent thing in human history. But the funny part is, depending on the source, it'll some of them will be like, it started about a thousand years ago. Others will be like, it was like 3.5 million years ago. Like, we have no idea. Okay. Some people will be like, yeah, it was the ancient Greeks. Or some people will be like, yeah, it was like literally right after Adam and Eve. It was like their, <laughs> their, their nieces and nephews started. Like, I, we have no idea. Okay. We have no idea, I don't think. Like, you can speculate. I guess theoretically, yes, monogamy is more of a modern way of life. It may not have been the total norm way back when, but we have no idea exactly how long way back when was. And I would argue, like, I, you know, because I go back and forth with this on, with friends back and forth on this with friends. We'll talk about this. You know, I have friends that have, you know, a variety of viewpoints as it relates to monogamy, relationships, being single, being in a relationship, marriage, having kids. And, you know, to each their own, I suppose. I mean, I probably would make the argument. I've even gone a little bit back and forth with myself, obviously, in terms of whether or not I want children, right? Um, And, you know, sometimes I go back and forth even thinking like, well, is being in just a one-on-one committed relationship the best for me or is it best just to be single and do the, you know, dating that goes along with being single sometimes, right? Um, At this point, I mean, I think that for me personally, yeah, I think that being in a monogamous relationship, you know, getting married and having children is probably going to be the best thing for me if I can make that work in my life with the right person. Um, and I also think that that's probably the best thing for society, the the nuclear family, as we might call it, right? And there's a lot, you know, this is a kind of almost a political topic nowadays between the right and the left in America sometimes. But, but I am a believer that, you know, and this is not really based on any religious beliefs, anything like that. I guess I'm kind of just a believer that, you know, that probably the best way to keep moving forward as a society is to have as many nuclear families as possible, um, you know where you have yeah, a man and a woman get married, they have children, and, and there you go, right? You know, whether you have, you know, two children, three children, who knows how many, right? But I feel that this is probably the best thing for society to have that still be the norm, all right? Um, now, um, and, you know, I, I like, you know, we could I could do a whole other episode, you know, about uh, the LGBT community, you know, with which I, I support, definitely. Um, I did a previous episode on transgenderism, which I said, you know, like, in general, I, I like the transgender people that I've met. I've met a few of them, you know, know them a little bit personally. Um, as far as, like, you know, the trend in society towards more and more of it gets a little bit interesting. It's kind of a gray area, in my opinion, you know, as far as gay and lesbian people are concerned. You know, I, yeah, I obviously know a lot of them and get along really well with all of them. I like all of them, um, you know, and, but it, it, like in my opinion, I still do think though that just like the nuclear family as we understand it is probably the best way for to, you know, society would be as good as possible if we had as many of those as possible. 
I don't know, you know, I'm open to debate that from anyone. And if what I'm saying, like, upsets anyone, um, you know, I'm open to discuss it, right? Um, now, getting back to to cheating, right? Um, by the way, just, just to touch real quick on, like, the polyamory thing. Because polyamory, just, you know, if you're in actually, like, a polyamorous relationship where all parties agree, that doesn't necessarily mean it's cheating, right? Like, it's it's not. Like, if all parties agree to what's going on, you know, it's it's not cheating, okay? Like, cheating is breaking a commitment, which most times when you get in a one-on-one monogamous relationship with someone, there is a commitment. There's an assumption. There's a commitment. There's exclusivity or whatever you want to call it. But obviously, keep in mind, like, if you're in some sort of a relationship where both or all parties have agreed that exclusivity between you and that partner is not required, then it's not cheating, right? Um, but anyway, um, so... Yeah, I mean, my idea, though, is that, you know, I probably want to be in a monogamous relationship, a one-on-one exclusive relationship, and in that case, I'm not cheating. It ain't going to happen because I think it's wrong, okay? Um, Now, why do people cheat? Why do people cheat, okay? I mean, you got all sorts of different reasons, okay? You got, well, just trying to boost self-esteem, kind of need for instant, constant gratification, um, falling out of love with the person. That was actually like the most common one when I looked this up, is falling out of love, okay, supposedly. And I think that's what happened to the person who, you know, uh, well, quote-unquote, cheated on me. You know, I think she fell out of love with me. It happens. You know, your partner and you drifted apart, same type of thing. I mean, that's what I think happened between us. We didn't do a good job of communicating over what the issues were, and you know, I take a decent amount of the blame for it, right? I think what she did was wrong, but at the same time, I place the blame on myself for not better communicating our issues, not better understanding just how much at that time she was, you know, needing and missing in the relationship and, you know, me not making enough of an effort to change things or just to communicate better. You know, um, things should have ended a different way, but they, they ended the way they did. And, um, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, But, you know, other reasons. So actually, I mean, like, okay, anger, low self-esteem, low level of commitment. That's right, punks. Y'all don't understand commitment. (laughs) I got good commitment. You guys don't yet. (laughs) Maybe you do. I'm just just giving you crap. Anyway, need for variety. Good Lord. (laughs) I mean, that one, like, I get it. Like, I get why, you know, like, I guess men in particular, you know, we're attracted to tons of different women, right? But you guys got to make a commitment and stick to one woman, okay? Learn to commit. Commitment and responsibility is more powerful than your fun and freedom in a lot of times in life, okay? This is something I've learned over the last four or five years. Um, Anyway, neglect sexual desire. I mean... God, it's just, you know, this it's whether you want to call it like constant gratification or instant gratification. I mean, we live in this world where it's just, everybody's just, just pleasure, desire, chasing, right? I have sexual desire. I'm going to go ruin, you know, everything about my relationship just because I have a sexual desire, right? Like, I guess for me, I, I don't understand. I, like, I have other issues in my life, but I don't understand, I, I don't understand how some people can be wired that way, where they just need either sex, you know, sex so bad or whatever, or variety in sex so bad that they would, you know, ruin the relationship that they're in where there may be children involved as well just for that. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, but a lot of people do it, obviously. And, you know, if, if that's you and, and you've done that, like, let's talk about it. I don't know. I mean, it would help me understand. I guess I've never talked that deeply with someone who has cheated about exactly why they do it, especially under those circumstances. Um, 
But anyway, so I mean, lots of different reasons. Then they've got this is a funny one, you know, they got situational forces. Okay, so like, <laughs> and like one of the main situational forces that is listed here is alcohol, right? Like, oh yeah, I got drunk and whoops, you know, <laughs> situational forces. Jeez, this is like a corporate America way to say it. Yeah, those situational forces just, <laughs> you got drunk, punk. That's what happened, okay? You got drunk and you screwed up your relationship because you cheated. I mean, so yeah. Those are the reasons, you know. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean, is is it ever justified? I don't know. I mean, people will have different thoughts on that, you know. Like I said, my opinion is that I'm 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 not going to do it. I think it's wrong. I don't think it's ever justified when you have a commitment, when you have a monogamous, one-on-one commitment. Um, I don't think it's ever justified, right? Um, I think you can say, all right, I'm going to peacefully end this relationship, you know, if peacefully is possible, you can end the relationship and then move on to someone else, you know, if that's the way it's got to be, whatever. Um, Because then, you know, we get into like what constitutes cheating, right? Like there's even like emotional cheating and stuff like that. I mean, the, the big, the big one that I mean is having sex with another person, okay, who's not your partner. That's the big one that I'm talking about here. You know, now, is kissing somebody cheating? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, is I mean, we could get into the whole thing. Like, is is messaging back and forth, you know, with somebody, you know, or being in the DMs with somebody all day, you know, who's not your partner, or doing anything, anything like this, cheating. I mean, we get into gray areas, but like, I mean, me, when if I get into a committed relationship, I just I don't even mess around with that. You know, it's just you're just going down a slippery slope there. But um, anyway. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, we could get into all the gray areas of what constitutes cheating, you know, but, and then like the big question becomes, um, you know, do we really learn from it or do we like just get damaged? If that makes sense, you know, once we get cheated on, um, you know, like, do we ever really get over it? Do we ever really forgive? I mean, like, I feel like I've, you know, forgive the person who, who, you know, cheated on me, quote unquote. I mean, heck we still have, a, you know, it's a long story, right? But, um, you know, um, we still, for one reason or another, still are required to communicate with each other every now and then. And it's very like, you know, not any fluffy duffy communication. It's like very, um, almost like a business relationship, if that makes sense, when I have to communicate with her. Um, but then we're fine. We can get along fine, right? As can a lot of people who have been in a relationship where one has cheated on the other before, you know, um, you know, did I, have I like forgiven her? Yeah, I think so. I I think so almost completely. Do I wish anything like ill on her or anything? No, definitely not. Um, am I totally over it? Will I ever be totally over it? I think I am, but like, like who knows? There's always these kind of things in our heads, like all of our past experiences somehow or another affect us psychologically in one way. Right. And it's funny because I was talking to like a friend the other day about like, it was a different situation he was talking about, but we just talk about processing it so much in Modern Knife. And the question is like, what does processing it even mean? <laughs> what does it even mean to process something just to come to grips with it emotionally? I mean, there's different definitions of that as well. But I mean, I think, you know, so many of us have been, you know, have been hurt and, and damaged in some way um, at some point, And it's, like, you know, we remember that pain. We remember the pain forever, right? You know, I remember two nights of basically no sleep whatsoever. And then just, just I remember, just long story short, I remember this one one image where I was just, just crying on the couch, you know, by myself. I couldn't, 
I had gone to a, a because my my coping mechanism is usually just exercise, right? Um, just do more exercise to to blot out the pain and and anger and everything. And I had couldn't sleep at all. I had gone to like a a park at like three o'clock in the morning. Had run like five miles, done like a thousand push ups and two hundred pull ups, and it was just trying to like to literally just kill myself physically to suppress the pain and then maybe to like get myself to sleep at some point later because I would be so tired and then it just didn't work you know because I, I just couldn't sleep um you know I just had images in my head I just couldn't sleep and I just remember just just crying on the couch you know for I don't know how long you know just just totally defeated right um and it was one of the few times in my life probably I would say the biggest time in my life where I felt like just the most defeated um and hopeless for different reasons um you know so we remember the pain we remember the pain and um you know does the acute pain stick with us forever obviously not right sometimes in a twisted way sometimes I actually like to think back to that day think back to just me on that couch crying totally defeated as a bit of motivation every now and then or is just, or not even necessarily as motivation, but it's just like as a way to get some perspective, to like look at your worst moment, right? It's it's useful to look at our worst moments in life, whatever they may be, um, and say, you know what, I'm doing pretty good right now, because I know what my worst times were like. Um, but anyway, I mean, I don't know. I think that, you know, how do we avoid all this? Well, communication is is key. Um, you know, I think I could have prevented my situation had I been a better communicator. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, I think starting off the relationship on the right foot, um, you know, neither party, you know, just being open, honest and transparent, which I know is hard for a lot of us. I mean, I'll, (laughs) you know, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not a liar by nature. I'm a very honest, trustworthy person. Um, obviously a lot of people lie, a lot of people hide information from others. And then this is one thing that I've definitely done in the past of just like not being fully transparent about things. And I don't mean by that, that I'm like going behind, you know, the, the girl's back or something when I'm in a relationship, like talking to other women or like whatever. But I just mean like not being open and upfront about what the issues may be in the relationship. Cause this is one of the key things is like when we're not open and upfront and able to communicate our needs fully to the other person, this is, this is what ends up leading down the path where, you know, you fall out of love for each other or whatever. And one person ends up cheating rather than ending the relationship in a more quote unquote peaceful way, whatever. Right. Um, and you know, this is one of the things that like the polyamory crowd will talk about all the time is like, well, there's never going to be one partner who can meet all your needs, you know, and maybe, I mean, I, <laughs> that's an, in- it's a, it's an interesting perspective. Um, on the one hand, I'm inclined to agree with them, but on the other hand, I'm also inclined to say, well, this world isn't a freaking utopia, right? So even if there's one person who like, if, if this world was freaking perfect, then I don't know. I can't think of a dumb joke to say with it, but like the world is never going to be freaking perfect. Like you can't expect to find, um, like literally the most beautiful person who has the greatest personality, who's the sexiest, who's the best in bed, who is, you know, cooks the best, who has the best attitude, is the most empathetic towards you, has exactly the same interests or just enough different interests that way you do different things on the weekends, spends the exact right amount of time with you, is the perfect other parent for your children that you want to, like, it's nobody's going to be perfect, okay? 
you're not perfect, so don't expect the other person to be perfect, okay? You find the best person that you can find. That's my opinion. Um, but anyway, it's another interesting topic, you know, being able to meet all of our needs. So I don't know. There it is. I guess I, I've taken my stance. That's my stance on cheating. I think it's wrong. I'm not going to do it. And, um, you know, open to talk. Open to talk to anyone who's who's been cheated on, anyone who's cheated Anyone who has cheated and knows they're going to cheat again for whatever reason and whatever justification, I'm open to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hope you enjoyed this episode.